attitude. Attitude is defined as the position or bearings as indicating your actions, feelings, or moods. And it is our action, feelings, and moods that dictate and determine the action, feelings, and moods of others towards us. Previously on Finding Life's Rhythm, Walter Harris served his time in prison, and he came out a new man. By absorbing the teachings of the Quran and new books like As a Man Thinketh and becoming one with his Wick meditation, Walter Harris imagined his life outside of prison. And the life that he dreamed about actually started to happen when he left. He was playing drums and bands throughout New Orleans, fulfilling his destiny. But in the summer of 2005, Walter was blissfully unaware of what would knock him off his path. Keegan would call him and young fellas that Joe's was one of the most important experiences for me because the repertoire consisted of so many different styles of music. Corey played brass band, New Orleans R&B, funk, traditional jazz, and the list just goes on and on and on. Playing with Corey at Joe's was pretty interesting because the venue was in his neighborhood. It was pretty much a right to the passage of the Sixth Ward social scene for me. Everybody hung out at Joe's. So I got to meet and network with a lot of the cats on the music scene. And it also was the headquarters of the Sidewalk Stepper Social and Aid Club. I then became familiar with a lot of the second line cats as well. This was the very first band that I played with that traveled overseas. Unfortunately, I couldn't go because I didn't have a passport due to my record. That was quite a bummer for me and something I committed myself to overcoming. I also played in some of the other premier New Orleans venues that everybody really loves playing in, such as the Candlelight Lounge, the Dream Palace, Donna's, the Funky Butt, Cafe Brazil, Tipitina's, Uptown and Downtown. Le Bon Ton Roulet, the DBA, and many, many other venues that hosted New Orleans music. After three years of playing with Corey, the band needs to go back to Brazil again and leaves me behind. Then as my career advanced, my chief goal was getting that passport because the demand for New Orleans music internationally is even bigger than in the States. This turned into an unexpectedly extended trip this time because Hurricane Katrina made her way through New Orleans and washed away that whole chapter of my life. So far, I can still stand up. It was remarkable to hear statements by public officials. They were telling people, even if you don't have a place to go, just get in your car and go. And it's really starting to make a lot of sense now. Oh, man, I'm getting out of here. Whoa. An entire ward of this city, the ninth ward, appears to be up to its rooftops in water. Uh, we spoke to a city councilman who's been out here trying to rescue people, and it is just unbelievable. I told you earlier today I didn't think this had turned out to be Armageddon. I was wrong. This is amazing and horrifying to see. The flood devastated our neighborhood, so I had to pack up my seven-month pregnant wife and head to Florida with my in-laws for two weeks. 
I had no idea how devastating the hurricane would be. I lost everything that I owned to make any income. A whole trailer full of turf maintenance equipment, my drum sets, my Indian regalia, including the new suit that I was working on. I'm Sierra Thompson, and you're listening to Finding Life's Rhythm, where we share the incredible journey of musician Walter Harris. This is episode four, Exodus from New Orleans. When Hurricane Katrina hit, Walter had no idea how long he would be away from his family, his friends, and the music scene that he had become part of. This tragedy could have taken him down a path of destruction. It could have sent him down a path of, well, simply quitting. But due to the teachings that I learned from Thinking Grow Rich, the book by Napoleon Hill, I was able to maintain a positive mental attitude. Like a man thinketh, the book written nearly a century ago by James Allen that holds some of the greatest resources for my personal growth. Mr. Hill successfully lays out a program that focuses on eliminating negative thoughts and shifting one's thoughts to long-term goals through faith and persistence. Maintaining a positive mental attitude gave me the ability to keep my frequency high, which enabled me to realize that I had the ability within myself to manage all the realms of possibility by keeping positive. Within two weeks, I got a phone call from Corey. He was inquiring about our whereabouts, and I told him we were in Florida, and he said that he had made some contacts with some of his friends in Houston. If we could make it up there, they would provide us with some living space for us and some income from performing. They were looking forward to assisting us, and we were getting all the things that we needed to get back on our feet. These were some of the greatest guys that you ever want to meet, that I ever met in my life, at least, at that time. Being from the Lord Night War neighborhood, that was severely impacted by the flood that Katrina caused. The outpouring of love and assistance from people all over the world is something that we never forget. This is where my firstborn daughter made her debut to the world. November 26, 2005, Anaya Harris was born. Unfortunately, within the hour of Anaya's birth, we lost one of our senior supporters in Houston. May God bless you, Mr. Brackman, and your family, Adam, Laura, and Mrs. Brackman. I also would like to mention Jeff Kaplan and John Deal as well as Chris Deal. Jeff Kaplan, this beautiful soul of a guy, so freely opened his home to my wife and I and made us feel so comfortable. From there, we were honored to move in with Jeff's mentor, Dale. They went above and beyond to accommodate us, moving my family into some newly renovated artist lofts in the downtown Houston area. We were reunited with a whole host of other musicians, including Corey Henry, Kerwin Frazier, Sister T.D. Boutte, Paul Longstreet, and Glenn Andrews. It was in Houston that I learned the value of not having a television and replacing it with a healthy book collection. This is where I read my third most important book on my personal journey, George Classen's The Richest Man in Babylon, written in 1926. The book outlines a series of parables on how to save and plan financially. I think it should be required reading along with As a Man Thinking and 
They can grow rich. I want you to think about what you would do if all your hopes and dreams went away because of a natural disaster, gone in an instant. Would you stay positive? Would you help others where you could? How would you grow as a person? Well, you don't have to think about it very hard because you know exactly what you did when the pandemic hit. We all went through that catastrophe at the same time. Are you proud of how you handled yourself? Could you have done more to keep that positive mental attitude and come away a better person on the other side? If not, there's no better time to start imagining a better future than right now. For Walter, even through his disaster, he allowed the light to come to him. During those two pivotal years that we stayed in Houston, I met this great guitarist named Matt Clark. Matt was a young inspired guitarist that was working at a law firm when I met him. He loved that New Orleans brass band sound, and he wanted to learn more about the culture. So he would come over quite often. Matt helped me to get my LLC while I was reconstituting my ground maintenance business in Houston. He was really mesmerized by the music of New Orleans and the way it made him feel. He really wanted to know what it would take for him to absorb the elements of the particular vibrational force emanating from New Orleans music and the musicians. I simply told him that you would have to actually have to move there and live there to be able to understand. Well, sure enough, three weeks later, Matt was calling me back with a 504 area code. He had made that move to New Orleans and was gigging with Glenn Davis Andrews. That phone call made me realize that it was time to go home. It wasn't long before we were going home to oversee the renovations of our home as well as bringing baby Anaya back home to bond with the rest of her family. Anaya brought so much happiness and joy to what seemed to be such an uncertain and troubling time for the returning residents of the New Orleans Night Ward. That baby gave us so much hope. There is something special about having a baby around in the midst of such times. The radiance of their energy is so innocent and abundant that it has a way of taking you out of yourself to feel that pure love that's radiating through everything they do. That's because humans resonate love at the time before the traumas and suffering of life. Nothing but love. Now that we're back home, the calls are coming in. The venues are open back up in New Orleans is ready for music. Between my Aunt Juanita, my Uncles Mark and Detroit Brooks, Corey Henry, James Andrews and Glenn David Andrews, I was playing no less than four nights a week. One evening, I received a call from this local bassist here in town inquiring if I would be interested in his residency of five well-paying gigs at a casino. Of course, it sounded like a good deal to me, but this offer included four rehearsal days. I did make two of the rehearsals, but didn't realize that I had already booked the gig that conflicted with the third rehearsal. So I called the gentleman to inform him that I made a mistake and he seemed to be pretty accepting. The vocalist wasn't very forgiving at all. She wasn't having it. So he called me to inform me that she had found someone else to play the, the shows, the five shows. That was a bummer for me, I thought. I didn't have enough time to even analyze the situation to put it in words before the phone rings. At first I thought it was the bassist calling back to explain. 
But then a lady introduced herself as Laura Swagman, representing HBO, and asked to speak to Walter Harris. She seemed so excited and enthused to congratulate me with landing the role of Franklin on HBO series Treme. I was so caught up into the abundance of gigs that I totally forgot that I auditioned for the role. I thought I was really auditioning to be a drummer for the Indian procession. But it seems as though I did a pretty good job reading the script that was awarded to me for the role of Franklin. This was quite an experience for me. I learned the value of being responsible for my own emotions and not allowing outside energy to dictate how I feel. Looking on the bright side, another door is always opened. These cliches are the first thing people throw at you when disappointment strikes. What I've learned from Walter is that these are not just sayings. They're practice. When the pandemic hit, like many of us, I was experiencing disappointment after disappointment, cancellation after cancellation. Everything felt out of my control, but that's because I was focusing on the external world. And when you do that, things seem incredibly out of control. I'm sure that it was my positive attitude about the opening of my schedule, losing the casino gigs, that played a huge part in the serendipity of the news that literally seconds came from the HBO casting director. Nikola Tesla said that the energy and frequency that is projected through our thoughts, words, and feelings are just as direct and accurate as the energy and frequency that's projected through any electrical charge. Napoleon Hill also speaks about approaching every situation with a PMA, a positive mental attitude. Earl Nightingale calls it the magic word. He said all the experts say that it's the most important word as far as the results that we get from life is concerned. And in any other language, this word is known as attitude. Attitude is defined as the position or bearings as indicating your actions, feelings, or moods. And it is our action, feelings, and moods that dictate and determine the action, feelings, and moods of others towards us. Coming up, Walter Harris lays the foundation for one day joining the iconic Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Thanks for listening to Finding Life's Rhythm, a podcast about musician Walter Harris. Be sure to subscribe to this show on Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out in two weeks. This episode is written and produced by Jason Gillikin, Greg Lucas, and me, Sierra Thompson for EarFluence. Music for the episodes are original compositions from Walter Harris. For more on Preservation Hall, be sure to visit preservationhalljazzband.com. I'm Sierra Thompson, and we'll see you next time on Finding Life's Rhythm.